chapter 28. This is the Nyan Yoga chapter. Uh, we had completed up to a point where the five elements and this entire universe that is called the existing universe which a person sees, feels, touches is actually a duality and the sage or the one who has gone through the state of you know, enlightenment is not having any idea about this state though he is operating in this particular domain. So we had done up to that and now we are doing the next. This is Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 28, Nyan Yoga, a discourse between Sri Krishna and Uddhava. This is verse 38. The physical body of the endeavouring yogi who is not yet mature in his practice may sometimes be overcome by various disturbances. Therefore, the following process is recommended. Now, as you understand, everybody is having some issue or the other. So, even the ones who are practicing yoga, that means those who are on the path of Jnana Yoga or, or Bhakti Marg, they also face a certain number of difficulties. Now, these difficulties are of various kinds. They could be from elementals, that is the five elements that are there, they can cause him some problems. There may be this material worldly difficulties like say for example relatives, fa parents, family, whatever. It could be job related, it could be any kind. All kinds of material difficulties are experienced by this yogi. Now, is it that he needs to do? Krishna is going to tell us. Some of these obstructions may be counteracted by yogic meditation or by sitting posture. Practice together with concentration on controlled breathing and others may be counteracted by special austerities, mantras or medicinal herb. So, he is giving step by step different kinds of remedies for this yogi. See, remember, this yogi is a person who has been trying to reach the state of enlightenment. And when he is trying to reach the state of enlightenment, he is so much disturbed. Like say for example, when you are sitting in the satsang, there is a phone next to you. You are sitting and tick, 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 you are doing this on the phone. Do you think you are paying attention to anything? You are not. Now there is a disturbance going on over here. Somebody is, you know, at the back and that person is moving. Here and there. Do you know how much of a disturbance it is? Imagine another person sitting in front of you and jabbering away to glory. So for a normal human being, if this is a disturbance, for a yogi of the person who is trying to reach a state of enlightenment, how much it is a problem? See, you are sitting here in the satsang because you are interested in going in a certain direction. Just imagine if you are sitting for an interview. Do you think you will be fidgeting around playing with your cell phone or something like that? Think about it. If this is a kind of importance if you are going to give. Now, this is exactly what happens in the material world. In the, in the spiritual world also, this is exactly the same problem. The problem is too many things come up. What is the first thing that is recommended? The first thing that is recommended is silence of the mind and the body. Human beings do not understand these simple words. Silence of the mind and the body. Can you sit in one place without moving? Don't move. Don't, uh, don't keep on you know, shifting like this, like this, like this, like this on a different, different... No. Can you sit straight and not move? 
not even your eyes. You can close them if you want to. But a silence of this kind is the most difficult thing in the world. A few days ago, I was sitting in my room. I was doing my satsangs and I was busy with my satsangs. And there was a constant, constant issue going on around me. Now if some person is interested in disturbing, that is going to be a problem. Just imagine you are, you are, you know, you are in a plane, you are a pilot or you are a motor driver on a highway, which is maybe a winding road, you know, which is going uphill. And there is a, there is a child next to you constantly disturbing you. Papa, 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 mummy, mummy, mummy. Do you know how much of a disturbance that is? Day before yesterday, when I was returning from a nearby town, the bus with 38 people went off the cliff. Six people died on the spot. 15 were seriously injured and they are not expected to live. Why? Because there was no control. Some disturbance was there on the road or some problem was there on the road. So many lives were lost. If in the material world this can happen and then you stand over there and feel sorry for those people. <laughs> I mean just imagine, we feel sorry for but in a spiritual domain, you are being so callous. The yogi is not supposed to get disturbed. And if the yogi is getting disturbed in any way, he, there is going to be a major issue. This word is called, it is called silence. Don't forget this word. Silence. Now, did you see? It happened. What happened? I had to switch off that ringer. Why? Because there is some person who is sending a message which is a disturbing factor. So silence is important. So see, some of these obstructions, only some of these can be counteracted by yogic meditation or by sitting postures. Sitting posture. You know, fidgety people are not able to sit in one place. There, now, you know, there are people in this world, when they are so much interested in what they are doing, they can sit in one place, maybe play a game for 10 hours and 12 hours or drive a car for so many hours at a length because they love driving cars or they do some work or watch a movie back to back 6 hours sitting in one place, not moving their eyes except when the screen is there. That is all. They will only watch the screen. They are not looking around here and there. Correct? At that time, do they ever say, I want to go for a pee? The movie is continuously on. Do you think that person says, I want to go to the pee. I want to use the toilet. I Can I go inside? You don't allow me to come. This is not happening. I mean, this kind of words cannot be used with this kind of a person. Focus is important. You need to be focused and in that thing. Whatever you are doing. So, the yogi, first, he has to focus. So, sitting in one place is most important. Nowadays, they have started this 18-hour flight from Singapore to, uh, I think, uh, New Jersey. They have started some flight. Now, there is another flight which is also there, which is from Dubai to one more place. Now, these flights are supposed to be 18 hours or London to Australia. 18 hours flight. How many times can a person get up? In that 18-hour flight, how many times do you think a person will get up and go? Many times. How many times will he eat? Many times. How many times will he drink? many times. There was a recent study which said that if some person is sitting in one place for 18 hours at a stretch, something is desperately wrong with that person. 
and this study was conducted by a very big uh, uh, you know medical institute and so on and so forth lot of doctors and people were involved you can tell them that i flew from dubai to sao paulo non stop without getting up from my seat i didn't even move so from one end of the world to the other end of the world i never moved at all i just sat in my seat while coming back there was a small issue the issue was there was a person sitting next to me an ex diplomat this person was continuously asking for drinks and the air hostess has this you know rule that you cannot give a drink to a person who is continuously wanting one drink after another after another. and he was disturbing me continuously so i had to get up four times while coming back so there was a problem there I, that time i flew another route anyway coming back to what we are saying you have to sit in one place you should know how to sit and your posture has to be straight straight it has to be exactly perpendicular that means all your channels are open right second thing you have to do meditation in meditation can you do anything dig your nose huh? or clean your ears i'm sorry that is not meditation you can rub your eyes no can you move your fingers oh my fingers are hurting now you can't do that meditation means sitting in one place and not moving and not even thinking of movement even your mind has become silent so this is the first method and who is it important for this method is important for what kind of people those who are not used to sitting in one place those who are having a problem in their life always disturbed here there going around here and there getting angry upset mind talks too much for them this is the first remedy i have students whom i have told them you need to sit in silence and don't talk don't even look around when somebody is talking to me i tell them look in my eyes and talk i have not met a single person till today who can look in my eyes for 10 you know 5 minutes or 3 minutes or 2 minutes and talk so they are, they will keep on fidgeting one of the important lessons that is given for spiritual enlightenment if you go to a yogi some somebody who is teaching you is to look at one object and not even blink for hours at stretch can you do that no second thing they teach you look in the eyes of a person for 10 minutes do you know what happens after the fifth minute you get intoxicated you have absolutely no control over your mind you have no control over your brains and you have no control over anything you may start crying at the sixth minute at the seventh minute you are rolling on the floor i'm not joking this is exactly what happens scientists have tried this out in the last 3 months time the same experiment with controlled subjects and they found that by the time they are 6 and 7 minutes into looking into the eyes of another person they are already flat onto the ground because they cannot manage nobody can manage looking into eyes of another human being without blinking see i have done all these processes so i am telling you what happens i have been sitting for 20 minutes and 30 minutes like that looking into another person's eye the other person is not able to see you keep on blinking like this no <laughs> so anyway that is one of the yogic techniques that is taught the second yogic technique is to meditate meditate in one place no movement practice together with concentration on controlled breathing your breathing has to be controlled you know that pranayama which i was telling you all last time and some time back same thing pranayama meditation sitting in one place postures all this has to be done other things that can be counteracted special austerity what are the kind of austerities that you can do mantras and medicinal herbs austerities 
can you stay hungry for an entire day i'm not saying hungry i should have said can you fast for one day you can be hungry for the whole day i'm sorry that is a long wrong word i used can you fast for one, one day 24 hours without eating anything do you know it does not mean that the 24th hour is over and you have a pile of dishes in front of you and you just start gobbling not that way no 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 i'm not saying something like that i'm saying that can you fast for 24 hours that is one of the austerities and not think about food are most important not think about food not think about eating and drinking can you sit in one place without movement you know not going to the loo there is a difficulty so the yogi has to do this this kind of severe austerities sometimes he gives up certain things like some yogis will say that from today i will not eat sugar or from tomorrow i will not do this or you know those kind of things have you seen yogis with matted hair i'm sure if you if you google you will find there are yogis with lot of matted hair you know complete like shiva shiva has matted hair i'm sure you know that so yogi with matted hair do you know his austerity is he doesn't put a comb or water in his hair for years for years that is his austerity i'm not saying you should do that people will not come near you okay because you will stink to the hair <laughs> to the hell rather <laughs> there are certain mantras you can use the mantra to overcome the mind and reach a state of concentration mantras what are the mantras you see if you keep on saying the gayatri mantra continuously after some time you know maybe you have said it for the 100th or the 200th time you will find that automatically your eyes are started it's like a it's called a mantra you know so a mantra creates those kind of things in a in a human being keep on repeating one word you know continuously it could be a hamburger doesn't matter does it matter just keep on saying the one word only continuously like they say in a om 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 you know like that om you cannot say om like that om like that you know you have to keep on saying om and maintain it you cannot say once om second time om third time om no it has to be maintained okay and please remember this you cannot keep on altering your voice this that nothing you cannot well mantra is like that medicinal herb this i would restrict you all don't get into it if you are a, if you want to become a yogi don't get into medicinal herbs do you know what medicinal herbs we are talking about all the drugs that are banned in this world i mean especially you know marijuana they, those you have seen the yogi smoking pot you know they put the chilam they'll do like this <laughs> i've sat with yogis in a group and they they pass on that chilam one to another no don't get into it you see the kind of ecstasy that you get after doing that so i wouldn't advise that but anyway it is mentioned that you can these inauspicious disturbances can be gradually removed by constant remembrance of me by congressional hearing and chanting of my holy name or by following the footsteps of the great masters so he is given some more methodologies the first methodology which he says is remember me constantly how do you remember me constant just keep on thinking about me nothing should disturb your mind just imagine you know when you are thinking of something can you imagine you are sitting in a movie called star wars and suddenly somebody says yo 
Uh, your neighbor receives a phone call in the theater. Do you know how much of a problem you are focusing on the movie? It's exactly like that. You're focusing on something. You know, you have gone for a concert or if you have gone for... Uh, have you have you seen some movies where they show that uh, concerts are there and, uh, you know, operas are there? Can you imagine somebody fidgeting around or making some kind of a disturbance? Okay, there's a plastic bag, you know, or somebody is eating next to you popcorn. You know how irritating it is? Your concentration is lost, isn't it? So what Krishna is saying over here, you need to focus on me. Me alone, nobody else. Don't focus on anybody else. You have to focus on me alone. So when you focus on me, what happens? You will be able to reach me. Second, he says, by congressional hearing and chanting of my holy name. Sitting in a satsang is important. Sitting in a satsang and listening to the satsang is extremely important. This is one more methodology which Krishna is telling you. So first one is to listen to chanting and all that. I mean, or focus on to the Lord. Second one is congressional hearing. That means you keep on hearing. the. Maybe you can go to a temple and sit in that place and keep on listening to all the bhajans and the kirtans that are going on. You know, even in church, they, you must have heard, you know, continuous... Uh, you know, all those choir and this and that is going on. You can go and listen to that and focus on that. You just keep on focusing on that. Just keep on hearing that. That is also there. Or following the footsteps of the great masters of yoga. Or you can follow your master. You have great masters of yoga. Yoga doesn't mean uh, all those people who put all their head and tail and this, that, you know, leg up and down. Not those kind of idiots. Okay. Please. Don't get into that kind of a thing. They are only interested in making money and making a fool of people. It is like going to a gym. It is better to go to a gym and then do all this kind of nonsensical stuff. I wouldn't advise because none of the great masters of yoga in the past have advised. No, Mirabai never advised. Do you think Mirabai ever told anybody to sit in a yogic posture and keep on doing yoga? No. Have you ever heard of Kabir say so? No. Have you ever heard of Guru Nanak? No. Think about it. Sai Baba, Ramakrishna Paramahansa. Ramakrishna Paramahansa was the first person. See, the, I was reading a book in which he clearly mentions, don't get into this kind of monkey antics. Monkey antics, you understand, no? Don't get into it because it's the worst thing that you can do. If you want a good body, yes. You want to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger or one of those, you know, boy guys who can lift, uh, you know, 10 kg of weight. I don't know with whatever. Of course you can do that. These yogas are meant for physical endurance and the kind of things that is what is required in the material world. It is never going to give you any enlightenment. No enlightenment. No. There isn't a single master on this planet earth. I don't know whether Patanjali has reached the state of enlightenment or not. But nobody has mentioned. None of these people that I said has ever mentioned. Even my Gurudev, I have never heard him say that you need to. So, please understand one thing. Follow the master. That means, if your master says so, and if he's, if he's prescribing certain things, you need to follow those. Okay? If you have a master who is telling you to do mon monkey antics, go to him. Okay? But if you have a master who is going to tell you that this is what you got to do, do that only. There are many people in our group, some are listening and some may be absent, who have been told different things. You know what? One has been given only one book. One book. 
एंड सेट दिस इज योर बुक एंड दिस इज ऑल दैट यू गॉट टू रीड दैट्स इट पीरियड इट मे बी अ भगवद गीता फॉर ऑल यू कैन बट दैट इज इट यू अंडरस्टैंड वॉट आई एम सेइंग इट इज लाइक टेलिंग अ पर्सन राइट श्री राम इन द बुक अ मिलियन टाइम्स यू आर नॉट सपोज टू डू एनी अदर थिंग एट दैट पॉइंट इन टाइम यू आर ओनली सपोज टू डू दैट सम पीपल आर टोल्ड गो एंड डू वर्क ओके वर्क इन द किचन नाउ दे मे से oh you have told somebody to read a book and me to work in the kitchen what does it mean but that is how the master teaches so he says by following the footsteps of the great master you need to follow the things that are being told that are being mentioned to you straight forward there is no need of trying to think what other person is getting there are people in this world who have different tastes you know you know the tastes that are there so what does the mother do okay now you know mango you know mango was a fruit which we got till last month i mean you just now also it is available so let us say you take a mango some people like it cut you know so the mother will make nice slices and give some other person will say no i don't want it cut i just want to suck it <laughs> just make a small hole and suck the whole mango out yeah of course some people will say can i make one small you know curry out of it you make mango curries out of it of course you can do that somebody will use it in a salad and somebody will say you know i want to eat it raw okay everybody has their own way of living so the mother actually describes what they what what they are supposed to do she will take that particular thing and give that thing to that particular individual likewise the master also trains the students in the way they are supposed to be trained not in the way you think that the person thinks that they have to be trained okay understood that much by various methods some yogi free the body from disease and old age and keep it perpetually youthful thus they engage in yoga for the purpose of achieving materialistic mystic perfection some yogis what do they do they sit in one place and they use yogic techniques by getting rid of all the problems in their body now you may ask me how is it possible can you do that of course you can do that you know diseases of various kind i have mentioned this before but i will say that to you again more than 90% of the diseases actually are created by the mind or the body the body and the mind are together working together to create these problems for you how do they do it you eat something wrong <laughs> you know what happens you get loose motions sometimes okay you eat a lot of ice creams the next day you are you know <laughs> you are going to do that 100% you go out in the rains and get wet in the rains what is going to happen of course the body understands that you need to be now in bed for few days so the body has a reactive mechanism in the same way the body comes up with various kinds of disease sometimes the diseases are connected to the mind you know those who are connected to the mind they can never be understood properly why because they have to go to a very great specialist who will then sit for you know maybe half an hour or one hour and then break it down for you okay you are suffering from this and every session is going to cost you money but why you have the power within you to actually overcome this 90% of the disease you know why i left that 10% the 10% comes by karmic action in the past lives 10% karmic action in the past life you have seen autistic children right you have seen children who are born without a leg or a hand or they have the cleft in the chin and this and that so many things you have seen no some come with blind some come deaf 
you have heard of all these diseases that happen to the person so these things happen before birth so when the child is born it already has that genetic defect or some kind of a defect that cannot be cured because that has come to that individual because of karmic action connected in the previous life something that they have done so they have got a womb from which their bodies are made that way. we can't do much about that they have to go through their process okay it's like the black color some people in in the world they don't like the black so can you remove it out scrape it out and put a white color on top of it no you can put makeup on it but you can't change the color isn't it <laughs> well you can perm the hair if you want to <laughs> or but you can color your hair but the body not much not much of a difference so you understand what i'm saying these are the diseases these are the problems 90% of them can be overcome by any yogi it might be the worst kind of a problem it could be alzheimers it could be cancer it could be i don't know what all these diseases can be overcome by this yogi and he can sit in one place in a yogic meditation for centuries or hundreds of years hundreds of years he can so this is what krishna is talking about and it can be perpetually youthful you can stop your growing of the cells did i not tell you about how this can be done you know it, your life depends on the number of breath that you take okay the yogis may take one breath in one year one breath in one year okay here we need so many breath isn't it per minute they he doesn't need so you please understand this is how it works thus they engage in the yoga for the purpose of achieving material mystic perfection so they get into material mystic perfection basically translates into self enlightenment so they can do that the mystic bodily perfection is not valued very highly by those expert in transcendental knowledge indeed they consider endeavor of such perfection useless since the soul like a tree is permanent but the body like the tree's fruit is subject to destruction this is this verse needs a certain amount of understanding what are we talking about over here we are talking about yogis in this world who want to reach the state of enlightenment what do they do they do in all this kind of activities sitting in meditation blah 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 whatever that i spoke to you everything they do that means they will get rid of their diseases also they get rid and they try to make their body perfect now let us come to the thing which krishna is going to prescribe so krishna says some yogis say all that is nonsense why do you need this kind of a yogic perfect at the end of the day your body is going to wither and die isn't it and you have doing it because you don't want to be born again isn't that what you are saying so are you not overriding the laws of the divine see the divine has a law the law states that when you do karma you have to do this here this happens that happens that happens isn't that what is mentioned you keep on having lives after lives after lives after lives right when you do karma but if you are a yogi who has reached the state of enlightenment you know you are going to relinquish your body you are going to just vanish away from the face of this earth you know this is what you are going to do why ask yourself why because you are fed up of this world because you don't want to come back into it isn't that the reason why that means you don't like what is happening now think about what is being said why is it that you need to do that so some great scholars some great yogis some wise people they say you don't you don't need to do that In Buddhism there is this thing which is called you are an arhat which is basically you are learner you are a yogi you are trying to practice then you become 
the second layer which is called the bodhisattva a bodhisattva is a being who keeps on going and coming back going and coming back going and coming back but he is a perfect being do you get the point he has reached the state of enlightenment what he needs to do if he just wants to relinquish his body then he just will become a buddha from bodhisattva to buddha is the simplest thing in the world and that is the strangest part so what we are doing over here krishna is talking about that some yogis say some wise men say you don't need those kind of things you don't need those kind of yogic mystic powers these that all those kind of things you don't need to suddenly vanish and not return why because that is not why the reason body has been given to you isn't it he says indeed they consider endeavor of such perfection useless why do they consider it useless since the soul like a tree is permanent you understand we are talking about the jiva the jiva the jivatma that is there that the one which is you yesterday did i not tell you how do you see this entire thing this universe as one soul did i not tell you this you have to see everything as one that is called the ultimate realization not saying i want to vanish from this earth give up the body and vanish no 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 this is not what you are supposed to do so like a tree is permanent but the body like a tree's fruit is subject to destruction he is just giving an idea the tree stands over there the fruit gets destroyed the fruit gets eaten by the birds or human beings or whatever so he says you have to become like a tree you are the soul you are that single soul and you need to continue to do that so what are we going to do now although the physical body may be improved by various processes of yoga an intelligent person who has dedicated his life to me does not place his faith in the prospect of perfecting his physical body through yoga and in fact he gives up such procedures i was just not telling you all this was i not telling you all this just now you know what i said to you there is no need to perform any yoga absolutely no need verse 43 says although the physical body may be improved by various processes of yoga so krishna himself is advising this if you want to change your you know body structure you want to make nice muscles and you know i don't know lift things and maybe pull cars and maybe pull down certain things all kinds of nonsensical stuff you want to do please practice yoga the yoga which is being taught hatha yoga okay an intelligent person but he says this is done by all the namaskals an intelligent person who has dedicated his life to me you need to first dedicate your life to krishna does not place his faith in the prospects of perfecting his physical body through yoga and in fact he gives us such procedures okay now the same thing applies to us also what does it apply first and foremost some of you i have told you all that you need to go for walks long walks you need to exercise your body you need to do this you need to do that i have said this to you all some of you all some of you all i have told you all to read books and become scholars in certain things and maybe understand sir that is what you have been advised to yoga i don't think i have told anybody to perform any yogic activity but i still have some people in my world who will come back to me year after year after year after year telling me that guruji i am doing yoga which year did i tell you all to practice it by the way not a single year have i ever told any person to go for any yogic school or activities okay please understand this i will never advise this because this is not in my 
my world it doesn't work so there is no need the only reason why i tell a few people to go for walks or go to the gym or practice something is because they are young and did i not call them something just what did i call them they are called numbskulls you understand numbskulls means people who do not understand simple language for them their activity of yoga is not being done so i need to go to the gym to create a body for myself and keep fit by the way in this entire learning have you ever heard of krishna saying keep fit or anything like that did you hear him say anything anywhere in these verses you know what he is saying just follow the techniques just follow your teacher or your teacher says something do that, that much only then keep your faith just focus on me alone whatever i need to do with your body i will get it done so please do not use the techniques which you think you know some people come with great techniques from their past lives you know they are they have been doing yoga sitting in postures like this and that and all that okay they have techniques of uh, you know meditative techniques which they have learned or they will come with habits which are peculiar western habits i have never understood why do you have i mean where in the where in this entire creation has krishna said please eat like a goat have has krishna ever mentioned eat like a goat all the raw food stuff has have i ever spoken to you all and told you all ever eat anything raw till today i have never mentioned i have told those who eat raw vegetables those who eat raw kind of stuff they are like goat and sheep and cattle then don't stay in human nature you know don't stay with human beings you should go and become a cattle okay so please those are eating habits which have been brought from outside somewhere krishna never advises them that eat a healthy meal you know what a healthy meal is in school when we were young we were taught something which is called a full course of a meal you know what is a full course of a meal eating chapatis okay eating sabji chapatis means uh, flat bread okay uh, for uh, susan i am just saying flat bread vegetables whatever uh, rice that is there some curry some chutneys and stuff like that yes we are going to do that by the way we are going to do something in the bhagavad gita on what kind of food you can eat there there is no mention anywhere of eating raw vegetables there is no mention of eating sprouted stuff no you can't eat it the reason is because it contains a certain kind of issues which for a yogic activity are not right have you ever heard a baba eating that no sai baba no ramkrishna parmahansa eating those kind of nonsensical stuff no when such great sages have never done that why are you all doing it please don't do this kind of things this is not advisable it is not advised even by me i am also advising you please don't eat it some people will say but you told us to do this no i am telling you because you are an idiot who has come with those habits from outside you understand what i am saying there are some people who are used to eating pasta during krishna's time there was no pasta you know no he said eat all the good stuff in the world understand one thing there was no pasta there were no this kind of vegetables available there is a very simple stuff and we need to lead simple life and if you really are interested in becoming a yogi of the highest order then you need to follow a discipline which your guru is telling you okay this is what it is very very important in life understand this
there is certain things there is one example here sitting in front of me she would hate everything that was put in in her plate she would say i don't want to eat this i am not going to eat this i am not going to eat this i am not going to eat this today this same girl you put anything in her thali she is ready to eat that for your very kind information when she came to me 9 years ago more than 9 years ago i told her your weight has to be a certain figure 56 when she came she was 48 okay slowly her weight started rising and it came to 56 i think 8 years in a row her weight has not changed she can eat whatever she wants whatever food that she wants she can eat it in double the quantity or triple the quantity also my guarantee will stand her weight will not increase why because i say so if she starts using her mind and starts doing you know all kinds of those activities I will not be there to help her because that is her problem. You know, trying to reduce weight. I want to come to a healthy... No, no, you don't understand. This is the weight. This is the style. This is what you are supposed to be. And let me assure you, nothing is going to go wrong to you. Nothing wrong will happen to you. Guaranteed. Why? Because I say so. Whether you do exercises or don't do exercises, it does not matter. It really does not matter. You can eat 5 kilos of uh, 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 vegetable today or maybe some, 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 some kind of a, you know, stuff. Instead of eating 2 dosas, you can eat 20 dosas. Still you won't put on weight. Please remember these words. Okay? Nothing is going to go wrong provided you listen. Because your body and this universe is not under your control. Okay? Please remember this word. So, prescription of certain things, methodologies is given by the guru for a specific reason. Nothing is going to go wrong provided you follow a track and don't come with an idea from your past life that this is what I was doing. I am not used to eating idli. Boss, in my world, I will give you idlis to eat. And you know what is going to happen? Nothing is going to happen. There is one person sitting over here who has this habit of saying, you know, I have got gluten, some problem. Gluten, I don't know what it is called. Gluten what? Gluten allergy. To that person, I, will, I have told her to take as much gluten as she wants. Nothing is going to go wrong. Then, lactic inefficiency. I don't know whether you have heard of these terms called lactic inefficiency. You drink milk and something is going to happen. Nothing is going to happen, provided you listen. No lactic inefficiency, no gluten problem, nothing will happen. If... There is one story of Sai Baba, which I will tell you. In that story, he says, there is one person who has an eye problem. Okay. Now, when the person has an eye problem, he goes to Baba and he tells Baba, Baba, I have got an eye problem. What do you want me to do? Baba says, take Biba. You know, Biba is a black color seed. I'm sure, you know, you have played with the seed when you are a kid. You, you know that black color seed is there. You rub it against something and it becomes very hot. You know, and then we used to put it to our other, other children. We'll make it hot and we'll, we'll give those. I'm sure as a kid, I have done it hundreds of times. Baba says to this man, you know, take out the juice and put it in your eye. Do you know Biba can destroy eyes? And this man gets cured in two days time after putting that Biba juice. Where is the logic in this? Where is logic in this? Raj over here used to have lactic inefficiency. By the way, for her, anytime she drank milk, it would come out. Today, she lives on milk. If you want, there is a, there is a milk uh, can over here lying over here. Okay. 
Nothing is going to happen. I will guarantee you that much, provided you listen. Provided you follow the track which I am telling you to follow. But if you are going to use your mind and think that you know better, then you are under the normal karmic cycle. You understand karma? Karma is under whom? Your karma is under one great person. Her name is Maya. We call her Maya darling. Maya means prakriti, nature. And Maya darling is going to take care of you. I am not going to take care of you. Please remember these words. And Krishna in this particular verse is very clear about what he is saying. He calls his other people idiots. Although the physical body may be improved by various processes of yoga. An intelligent person. That means he is calling the other people unintelligent. Please understand this. An intelligent person who has dedicated his life does, to me does not place his faith in the prospect of perfecting physical body through yoga. And in fact, he gives up such procedures. We are all Krishna Bhakta over here. Everybody is a Krishna Bhakta, isn't it? We all believe in Krishna. So let us not get into those kind of acts. It's mentioned in the book. Maybe he is saying something which we need to understand clearly. So I hope you understood this verse. Hmm? And there is no need for you to, you know, come up with questions like, Oh, should I do this or should I do it? Don't bother your head about it. The yogi who has taken shelter of me remains free from hankering because he experiences the happiness of the soul within. Thus, while executing this process of yoga, he is never defeated by obstacles. And this is a promise of Krishna. The Krishna says that if you have taken shelter in me, none of these hankerings will come. What hankerings? All your material worldly hankerings. It could be of anything in the world. No hankering will touch you. What is the hankering? Again, I will tell you. If you are used to a certain kind of a lifestyle, early in the morning, I get up and I do this. Please leave it outside. When you are a Krishna Bhakti, you don't need to do any of those things. No. Second, you don't need to do two hours of you know stretches and exercises and this and that. No. If you have been told, just do 15 minutes or half an hour, I think that is more than enough. And if it is raining, don't go out. Okay? Right? Correct, no? If you can do it in your bedroom or whichever place, oh, do it. If you can't do that, okay, does not matter. It really does not matter. Alright? So, this is the most important thing. Hankering will go away. All kinds of food eating habits. Food eating habits are there. I only eat this much. I am sorry. All those kind of hankerings will also drop off. Okay? They will also go away. Why? Because if you are a Krishna Bhakt, Krishna will himself prescribe what you are supposed to eat and drink. Then, because he experiences the happiness of the soul within, the person will experience happiness within himself. Within himself only the happiness will be there. There is no need of trying to find happiness outside anywhere. No happiness will come to a person who is trying to follow the techniques of the material world. The material world has described techniques. What are those techniques? What are those techniques? You know, you put on the TV, tuck in the morning. Every day you will find some people are talking about techniques, isn't it? You put on Instagram. By the way, you go to Instagram and scroll, just scroll. Chick, 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 chick. And you know what is going to happen? What is going to happen? You will find some really nice bodies over there doing stretches and this and that. What kind of nonsense is that? Don't do that. Alright? So, all those are hankerings. They will fall off. Why? Because the happiness is actually within the soul. It is not that uh, you, you get married to Jay-Z and you are going to be happy in this world with your fat ass. Nothing is going to happen. 
Okay? Please understand. Nothing like that is ever going to happen. No happiness. Yesterday I, I was reading about something very, very funny. Uh, there is this great actress who is married to another great actor. She says, I am rich. I am beautiful. I am good looking. I own number of houses. I don't know where I have left half of my clothes. So I always buy two of them. And the way she put it across was very strange. Actually, she suffers from a disease. Her husband, who is also one of the greatest actors, suffers from a disease. They have got two, three children. This man is one of the greatest, you know, Douglas. I don't know how many people have heard of Fairbank Douglas Jr. You know, one of the greatest actors of all times. And his sons, you know, they are sitting on money, boss. You are marrying money. And by the way, there will be no happiness for these kind of people. No, no money can give you happiness. No good husbands, you know, richest husband in the world can give you happiness. You know, all these great heroines in, in our industry also do the same thing. No, marrying some rich guy or maybe marrying some rich woman, no happiness will come out of that. Happiness is in the soul, within yourself, not outside. Not having money and hundreds of houses, no. Or maybe having a handsome looking husband. No Richard Gares hmm? and no George Clooney. No George Clooney can ever give happiness to his wife or whatever. No handsome guys also and no good looking women also can give you happiness. No money can give you happiness. No aircrafts, no houses, nothing can give you happiness. Happiness is in the soul. Alright, I think we have done that enough in this chapter. Thus while executing this process of yoga, he is never defeated by obstacles. So, one thing you need to understand, follow Krishna. Become a devotee of Krishna. Do you, do you see what he is saying in the last verse of this chapter? Chapter is over by the way. Nyan Yoga is over. Okay. In the last chapter, in the last verse he is saying, whatever I told you, scrap it. <laughs> Did you see? The whole chapter of Nyan Yoga, please throw it out. It is meant for people who think they are very intelligent. Think they are very intelligent. But for the real smart people, that is not the technique. Got it? The only technique is be my devotee and just do what I am telling you to do. Don't do all these nonsensical things in this world. Don't do, a, you know, yogic activities and all those kind of stuff. Bullshit that is. BS. Alright. So, in the last verse, he is very clearly saying, this is my advice. Rest of the advice that was given by all, all by experts in the field. You understand what I am saying? Experts in that field, they have given the advice, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. I was just telling it to you. But if you are my great devotee, just be my devotee and don't bother the rest. So this chapter, you can just flush it down if you want to. Just read the last verse. Okay? The whole chapter can be just flushed down. Just read the last verse. Be my devotee. And don't bother your head about it. And just do what I am telling you to do. And all will be fine. Got it? And this is the end of Solomon Grundy. We have just finished the chapter. <laughs> so next time we will start a new chapter. Alright? And you have a very good day or a good